What's the difference between a tiebreaker and a super tiebreaker? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to sign up for my 2020 Adult Tennis Lesson Series right here in Miami in Coconut Grove. I've got Monday night intermediate and Tuesday night novice classes. All you got to do to reserve your spot in classes, log on to BackhandCity.com and search for the tennis registration link to reserve your spot in class. Well, today's topic is what is the difference between a tiebreaker and a super tiebreaker? Well, think I will first start with who invented the tiebreaker. And it's a really interesting story. It was invented by a guy named Jimmy Van Allen. He ran the Newport Hall of Fame and he came up with the system in 1954. Then it was called the Van Allen Streamline Scoring System or the acronym VAS. And he wanted to shorten matches because in traditional tennis before 1960s, uh, matches and sets could go on forever. You could play a 18-16 first set. You could have a traditional 6-2 second set. And then the third set could go to 24-22. And these matches would just go on forever. So Van Allen figured, hey, let's have a tiebreaker at 6-all where it's the first player to five wins. So you could win 5-4. There was no win by two. And what he really did in the beginning, he started out, he didn't call it the tiebreaker. He just called it the vast nine-point breaker. It didn't really have kind of a, a, a system uh, or at least a branding then. And what he would do is during tournaments, the umpire would raise a red flag once they got to six all. And then all the fans could hustle to that court to see the excitement of the players in a tiebreaker. Over the years, it got adopted by the USTA, and then I believe starting around 1965, uh, Van Allen staged an invitational event at the Newport Casino, uh, which was one of the homes of the U.S. Open in the early years, and they tried the nine-point sudden death. It evolved into the 70s and became the 12- or 13-point tiebreaker, depending who you talk to now, uh, which when you watch the U.S. Open, it is the first one to seven win by two. So at six all, they play a traditional tiebreaker. Now, that's a tiebreaker. What's a super tiebreaker? Well, now on the ITF tour, when we follow the twins around the women's circuit, a lot of times in qualifying to keep the players from playing too many matches in too many days and too many sets and games, they do what's called a match tiebreak, also known as a super tiebreaker. You also see this in league matches and tournaments as well for USDA players because the kind of the idea is after two sets in a super tiebreaker, we should know who's better. We don't have to torture people for a three-hour match over three sets. So a super tiebreaker is just like a 10-point tiebreaker. It's just the third set is a tiebreaker, and it's played to 10 win by two. It's also known as a match tiebreaker. So super tiebreaker and match tiebreaker are the same thing. Finally, there's another tiebreaker not as many people are familiar with unless you're a league player or perhaps even a beach tennis player because those players use what's called a 
Komen tiebreaker. In fact, I know some beach tennis players who only know this tiebreaker, so they don't even know the distinction. When I say it's a Komen tiebreaker, they look at me like, what are you talking about? It's the only tiebreaker they know. It's been adopted a lot in league play with USTA. And the reason it came about was a traditional tiebreaker, whether it's a super or a traditional tiebreaker, you switch sides at six all. Well, if you're playing to seven, that could mean that one player has an advantage or disadvantage with the sun or win. So what they decided to do was with a Komen tiebreaker, you after the first point, you switch sides and then you switch sides every four points. And it's really handy for the fact that if you played on one side the whole entire time, when you came up to serve in a tiebreaker, you were still serving on the same side. So if you were staring into the sun or you had a lefty on your side to avoid the sun, you continued to have that general strategy. Now, interestingly enough, it was invented in California. I thought it was invented in Kansas, but it was invented in California by a guy named John Komen, thus the name. It was first called the Balboa tiebreak because he was playing at the Balboa Tennis Club in San Diego. So if you've ever played there, now you know that club even has a little more history because it invented the tiebreaker. So John Komen started it. It looks like he started it around 1980 or maybe the early 80s. Like I said, it started at the Balboa Tennis Club. And over 2004, I think the name change went from Balboa to Komen in memory of him because he had passed away the year before. So those are all the tiebreakers in tennis. You've got the traditional tiebreaker that you see during the U.S. Open and you see it at ATP events and WTA events. Then you have the super tiebreaker that you probably use, a.k.a. the match tiebreaker if you play USTA leagues. And of course, now they also have the Komen tiebreaker for the first and second set. When you get into a tiebreaker, you'll play a Komen tiebreaker. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. I hope you found it super educational. Don't forget to go on to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified each day of a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when-